The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Glory, Glory to you, O Lord. Lord. That very day, the first day of the week, two of Jesus' disciples were going to a village seven miles from Jerusalem called Emmaus. And they were conversing about all the things that had occurred. And it happened that while they were conversing and debating, Jesus himself drew near and walked with them. But their eyes were prevented from recognizing him. He asked them, What were you discussing as you walk along? They stopped looking downcast. One of them, named Cleopas, said to him in reply, Are you the only visitor to Jerusalem who does not know of the things that have taken place there in these days? And he replied to them, What sort of things? They said to him, The things that happened to Jesus the Nazarene, who was a prophet, mighty in deed and word before God and all the people, how our chief priests and rulers both handed him over to a sentence of death and crucified him. But we were hoping that he would be the one to redeem Israel. And besides all this, it is now the third day since this took place. Some women from our group, however, have astounded us. They were at the tomb early in the morning and did not find his body. They came back and reported that they had indeed seen a vision of angels who announced that he was alive. Then some of those with us went to the tomb and found things just as the women had described, but him they did not see. And he said to them, Oh, how foolish you are! How slow of heart to believe all that the prophets spoke! Was it not necessary that the Christ should suffer these things and enter into his glory? Then beginning with Moses and all the prophets, he interpreted to them what referred to him in all the scriptures. As they approached the village to which they were going, <clears throat> he gave the impression that he was going on farther. But they urged him, Stay with us, for it is nearly evening, and the day is almost over. So he went in to stay with them. And it happened that, while he was with them at table, he took bread said the blessing, broke it, and gave it to them. With that their eyes were opened and they recognized him. But he vanished from their sight. Then they said to each other, Were not our hearts burning within us while he spoke to us on the way and opened the scriptures to us? So they set out at once and returned to Jerusalem where they found gathered together the eleven and those with them who were saying, The Lord has truly been raised and has appeared to Simon. Then, they, then the two recounted what had taken place on the way and how he was made known to them in the breaking of bread. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise, Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. So yesterday, <clears throat> Kevin and I were in Dubuque and uh, giving this presentation to all the permanent deacons on 
responding pastorally to this kind of crisis that we find ourselves in the world today because of the internet and especially the darker places on the internet. And um, one of the quotes that Kevin used was from Gaudium et Spes, that man comes to know himself through making a sincere gift of self. And um, it's from Gaudium et Spes 22. And the expanded version of that quote is, man is the only creature that God willed for his own sake. And he only comes to know himself through making a sincere gift of self. So, in other words, that we're the only creatures that God willed to exist just because, right? Everything else exists for us. But we're the only creatures God wills to exist just because, which means that we're created for relationship with him first. And then we come to know ourselves through this sincere gift of ourselves. And for John Paul II, the gift of self, it means three different things, right? It doesn't just mean like the action that I do or the way that I become a gift to another person. It means the gift given, the gift received, and the relationship established by the gift. So anytime he says gift of self, sometimes it means allowing ourselves to receive a gift from another. Sometimes it means the bond that's created between people as they are loving towards one another. Sometimes it means that kind of sacrificial, self-giving love. And, um, And it comes to mind because... The disciples on the road to Emmaus, you know, they had witnessed all of these things and they had been in Jerusalem. So they saw Jesus preaching the coming of the kingdom. They were probably standing there on Palm Sunday as Jesus comes into Jerusalem, praising him. They were probably in the midst of the crowds on Good Friday who were spitting on Jesus and demanding for him to be sent to the cross. Most likely they were not at the cross when Jesus died. And then after the resurrection, they just kind of pick up and go home. And they don't persevere in staying with the rest of the disciples. And when our Lord encounters them on the road, he asks them, what are you talking about? And they they kind of respond, well, haven't you seen everything that happened to Jesus the Nazarene and how he came and he was a prophet that was mighty and then they crucified him and we thought that he was going to be the one that would deliver us. Right? They even say some women from our group have astounded us. They were at the tomb back and found his body. They came back and reported that they had seen the vision of angels. Right? But the other people did not see him. You know, and so they're on their way back because they truly thought that Jesus was going to be the one who would deliver Israel in a way that, you know, they, according to their own thinking. And when we think about our own relationship with our Lord, there's really three things going on. There's like what we think is going on. There's kind of what other people think is going on. And then there's what our Lord knows is going on. Right? And oftentimes those things are three different things. You know, as a priest, I always say there's like what I think I'm supposed to do. There's what the bishop thinks I'm supposed to do. And then there's what Jesus is doing, like regardless of what we want to do. And, uh, and oftentimes, we, when we get ourselves into trouble spiritually, it's because we 
we think we know what Jesus wants us to do, or we start listening to what other people think Jesus was doing, and we forget to keep our eyes on him and listen to what he sees, you know, to what he sees happening. And so as our Lord speaks to these disciples on the way, what he's doing is he's giving them his own interpretation of his life and what he's doing. And their hearts start to burn within them. Because they start to have a vision of what our Lord is doing and our Lord's intention. And then he reveals himself to them through the breaking of the bread. And for each of us, if we truly want to seek the will of God, that means that in every moment, in every day, especially in our bigger decisions, we're asking, what is Jesus doing in my life right now? Like, Lord, Lord, what are you doing with this? Because sometimes even when things aren't going our way, what are you doing with this? Because our Lord's plans for us are much greater than the plans that we have for ourselves. Many of our Lord's disciples thought he was going to be the one who would deliver Jerusalem, that he would be this messianic political messiah who would restore the kingdom of Israel. And then when he didn't, when he went to the cross and died and rose again, they must have been disappointed because uh, he didn't turn out to be who I thought he was. But what he turned out to be was much greater. And as they come to see that, then they return to the rest of the church. And during this Easter season, it's a time for all of us to say, Jesus, what are you doing in my life right now? Like, how do you want to reveal yourself to me and to others around me? How can I best glorify you by receiving that gift from you? These disciples on the way to Emmaus, they come to know themselves through the sincere gift of self. The sincere gift of self is the gift received from our Lord as he reveals himself to them in the scriptures, as he reveals himself to them in the Eucharist. And so for us too, we have to spend time reflecting on who our Lord is in the scriptures and coming to know him in the Eucharist. And let us pray that as we do so, our hearts might begin to burn as well and that we truly might see how our Lord is moving in our lives each day and how we can glorify him in the bond of love that we share with him.